0: Rams fans, this is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, we've made it through seven, but is our season over? Plus, a necessary shakeup on the special teams unit. And later, the Rams hit the road for the first time since October 1st. We preview Rams at Cowboys. Before we hop into the action, Ramshowcase.com. That is uh, where the magic happens. That's also where you snag your Rams Showcase t-shirts. They are absolutely awesome. Uh, so uh, just under that merch tab, ramshowcase.com, click on merch, it is right there. Uh, two different styles, three different colors, and a little something for everybody. We go a little tiny, we also go real big. So uh, definitely one of these shirts will fit your torso in the best way possible. At Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, that is where you can follow on uh, social media. Speaking of social media, I wanted to start with something that um, I think is I uh, just... I guess in general, just a little bit different than what uh, I usually do here on Rams Showcase, but it's just something that I wanted to address uh, based on a lot of things that I'm seeing all all over social media right now, and just a lot of uh, I guess down Rams fans on the 2023 LA Rams season. A lot of people just not really feeling it anymore. Um, so I kind of want to just talk about that a little bit because, uh, uh, like, the, the Rams have four losses on the season right now, sitting with a three and four record through seven. And I think that we all kind of feel like we should be better, but all four of those losses feel like they could have been wins. And yes, you can kind of pick out each individual game against, you know, uh, against the Steelers. It just kind of feel felt like they had more energy than us, and it also kind of like there was just a lot of a lot of untimely mistakes. Um, obviously, the, the 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 fourth down conversion at the end that kind of raises uh, some eyebrows and stuff like that. You go to the Bengals, and uh, it just seemed like, like the Rams weren't even trying to run the football. The 49ers game, just a couple of bad bounces, just wasn't going our way. Philadelphia Eagles just controlled the clock the entire time on us. It didn't feel like we ever had a chance to get into a rhythm. So yes, all those games, I mean, those are ways that you lose games and the Rams did lose those games, but it does feel like this team is a lot closer to being uh, known as one of the better teams in the league than being one of the worst teams in the league. And I'm not ready to just throw away this season because of this loss, especially. And I'm starting to feel like this boat that I'm on, of like having some hope for this Rams team this season or being excited about this team this season, this boat has lost a lot of weight. All right. I'm starting to feel like I'm more alone than not on this boat. Although I know that there's, I, I'm not alone. I know that much. But we didn't enter the season really thinking that we were competing for a Super Bowl. Maybe we did. Maybe some of us did. Maybe some of us didn't. But either way, we are too young and a little too raw for that. And that's fine. That doesn't mean your season's an absolute failure. We knew going into this year, this was supposed to be a development year. And we are three and four heading into week eight. It is week eight. And the Rams are a half game out of a wild card slot right now. And what's honestly a pretty cupcake schedule outside of a few games here and there. We get a good offense this week, a good defense this week, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it seems like we have, we play some good units, there's a couple of good teams on our schedule still, but for the most part, we get things like the Giants and the Cardinals and like Washington, like stuff like that. So it does feel like there's a bunch of games that the Rams should be able to string together some wins, right? Either way, I know that this won't be the most popular comment ever, uh, but a playoff game. One playoff game for this roster, I think is a massive win. And I don't mean that like losing a playoff game is what this team needs. I just think that getting to the playoffs is invaluable for this team. If we can get two or three playoff games, even better. But one, I think is a massive win. This young roster is loaded with talent and is working through getting out some of their like early career mistakes out of the way. And if they can feel a postseason atmosphere, I think that they will change. They will understand this game, and I think that they will be a little bit more hungry going into next year. But those mistakes, we got to get them out of the way. We need Darian Kendrick to have an untimely penalty that leads to a touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles to end the first half. We need the refs to totally just blow a call right there so that our defense maybe gets more frustrated going into the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like, that, that... this all right now is experience. And we knew that going into this season, that experience and, and just developing our young guys and clearing our cap space, we're eating a lot of money this year. We knew going in that that was going to be the feel, right? But I'll say we, we knew that this, this whole season, d- develop youth, shed some, some, some cap space from some bad deals that we made a long time ago, and our rookie class is amazing. We are winning. We are doing what we wanted to do with this season. Will we win 10 games? Maybe, maybe not. I'll go as far as to say probably not, but that doesn't mean that we are heading in the wrong direction. Heading in the wrong direction would be giving Brett Maher another chance. He play, we play against his former team this week, and we cut him. This team doesn't do, like, it, This team didn't do that. We didn't keep him around just because we had our kicker and we're good to go, whatever. If you can't play, if you mess up, if you cannot do your job, then you're out. You're gone. It's a good message to send to the team. I'm not mad about that at all. Losing these games, it it obviously sucks, especially when it feels like we are better than our opponent. It felt like we are better than the Bengals. It felt like we are better than the Steelers. I'll give you the Niners and Eagles. I'll give you that. But it felt like we are a better team than the Steelers and the Bengals. Both lost those games. But you take the experience of these games for Nakua, Avila, Young, Evans, Tomlinson, the other Evans. You take the cap space that the Rams have next season, which is top half in the league, almost top 10, definitely money to spend for sure. Big names already under contract under big deals, so no real surprise. Mega deals that are just on the horizon. We have a couple of guys who deserve deals. Kevin Dotson, maybe a Jordan Fuller comes back. But these guys, we already have our core under contract, and so we shouldn't see any big surprises. So we should be able to bring in Big name free agents. We have a possible, if not probable, change at defensive coordinator. Raheem probably going to get a job, and I'm stoked for him. He deserves it. I like Raheem Morris. I I just want a more aggressive defensive coordinator. I, I think honestly a perfect situation would be uh, Brandon Staley getting fired from the Chargers and a bit of a swap. You know, Staley coming back to be DC. Raheem going over to the Chargers to be a head coach. Staley might have that one of those Wade Phillips situations where. He's an incredible defensive coordinator, but a terrible head coach. That doesn't make him a bad head coach or a bad coach. Just means that he kind of reached his peak and that's fine. You can be a good DC and still be very well respected. But being three and four, let's get back to that. It blows. Yeah, of course, we feel like we're better than that. We feel like we should be better than we actually are, especially when the games that we're losing We can take away one or two things from each of them and say, that was why we lost. If we can fix that, that's why we lost. This is why we lost. Or just little tiny mistakes. It's like, oh, if that didn't happen, maybe we win that game. But I think to call this season a failure going into week eight, I think that's an overreaction. We are gaining incredible experience for these young guys. We have a lot of rookie year and second year guys right now. And they're getting invaluable experience in this season. We're getting like the tight games in the situations that we're dealing with, that is perfect experience for these young guys, especially at this point of their career. In a season we knew was going to be about developing your youth and shedding that cap space, we knew that. We knew that developing youth also includes mistakes that are straight up unfortunate. Darian Kendrick getting a uh, pass interference to end the first half and giving the Eagles a chance to do the brotherly shove and score a last touchdown there. We knew that, you know, throwing an untimely pick in the, to, to start your second half, is, that, that kind of stuff happens. And it's unfortunate, but that's kind of what we're here for this season, right? It doesn't mean that it doesn't make this season a waste. It doesn't make this season a loss. It doesn't make the season something we should just forget about completely. I'm pumped for the rest of the season and to watch this all unfold. Whether we win every single one or we don't win another one, I'm here for it, and I'm still going to be rocking all my stuff. Whether you are or not is not my problem. (laughs) It's irrelevant to me. I'm still going to be here doing Ram Showcase, so if you ever want to come back, hey, the show's here, all right? But I I, I don't understand why we knew going into the season what this year was, which a a develop year, shed our cap space, eat eat our dead cap, and then clear that up for the future. And now we're three and four, three and four, which is not awful going into week eight. And now all of a sudden we're throwing away the season. I don't get that. I really don't. Moving on. (laughs) All right. Let's get into transactions here because we had a bit of a shakeup go down. So the Rams did release kicker Brett Maher after going one of three on field goal attempts and missing his only extra point attempt against the Steelers, resulting in uh, seven points not on the board in a 7 point loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, uh we wish Brett Maher the best in his career and his future, but um I don't think that any Rams fan right now is uh is, is is you know is super upset that uh this move happened. I think it was a necessary move uh for Brett Maher to uh to move on. And again, I don't wish him bad. I just don't think that he was right for this team. So um, I, I'm I'm glad the Rams were able to move on. Speaking of the Rams, though, so Brett Maher is gone. That's totally fine. Players come and go. The Rams are forever, and being on the Rams right now is kicker Lucas Havrissik. Havra, down with the Havre sickness, dude. This guy's got the sickest name of all time. Very nicknameable. Brett Maher not nicknameable at all. Havra sick, oh so nicknameable. But uh, we signed him off the Browns practice squad. He just turned 24 in September. He is from Riverside, California. To start his career, he did sign to the Colts practice squad 2022. He was released uh, less than a week later. I think he was only there for six days. He signed a futures contract with the Colts in January. That was, um, And then he was part of the final cuts. So uh, he did not make the team. Um, but apparently, I actually still have to go see it. But apparently, Matt Gay had some positive things to say on him. So that's cool. I don't know how much that's really worth, but but it is cool. I mean, Mackey was awesome. Uh, can we get him back? That'd be pretty sweet. But either way, uh, uh, Haversick did sign to the Browns practice squad. That happened in August. And uh, the Rams also, also, though, not done digging into the, the kicker world here as uh, there were some workouts uh, underway or scheduled to go underway. I didn't hear much more other than uh Mason Crosby was being tossed into uh, that conversation and it has been a bit of a busy time for me in this week uh so I maybe there is other information that I'm not aware of but all I heard was that the Rams were going to work out Mason Crosby and uh, we'll see what happens he's a, he's an older guy um so I think the the maturity would be really nice especially with uh the the two rookies the two other rookies in the Rams uh units there um so I think that that would be uh, obviously a plus to have him. And also, I think it'd be really cool to go into Green Bay in week nine with Mason Crosby. He's never kicked for another team. So I believe, maybe I'm wrong there. <laughs> but either way, that'd be really cool. Uh, some other quick news here for you uh, surrounding uh, some transactions here is uh, some former Rams news. So we have uh, former Rams wide receiver Lance McCutcheon. He did just recently sign to the Jets practice squad. So getting a bit of a look there. And uh, former Rams cornerback Robert Rochelle. He is signing with the Packers, the Rams' Week 9 opponent off of the Panthers practice squad. So uh, Robert Rochelle getting a chance there with some Packers players getting added to IR. And uh, also, real fast, the ra- rumors rumors only have said that the, the Rams have poked around on Titans running back Derrick Henry. I think that this would be absolutely awesome. I would definitely celebrate this move, although I don't think it really needs to happen. My comment uh, back to, I think it was Peo, uh, I said that, like, what, what would be the point of getting another running back? We don't even use the ones we have now, <laughs> you know? And in fairness, we did run the ball a lot this week. And and Derrick Henry, when he's on your team, you tend to probably give it a little bit more to, to a guy like Derrick Henry than, you know, say a Royce Freeman maybe. But either way, I just don't think that this is uh, really a necessary move for the Rams. Derrick Henry is not necessarily old, but in running back years, he's like getting up there so if the rams were to make this move i would say let's have him for the rest of this season and maybe next season and let's go ahead and just wrap it up there uh, but hey you know what if he comes to the rams i will absolutely celebrate but if he doesn't i think i'm okay with that i'm pretty even uh, even keeled on that one there and then uh take a look at the standings here so last week the rams were the only team in the nfc west to win a game this week it was seattle with the win over the arizona cardinals the fortiniers lost to the minnesota vikings the fortiniers lost to The Kirk Cousins primetime Minnesota Vikings. Therefore, the 49ers are terrible. And I (laughs) stand by that forever now. The Rams did lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, and uh, the Arizona Cardinals, of course, losing to Seattle. In uh, week eight, the Rams, the only team on the road of all of these teams at the Dallas Cowboys, the 49ers are heading out, or excuse me, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Seahawks host the Cleveland Browns, and the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Baltimore Ravens. So, a lot of mix up, mix up, mix ups, geez, going on there. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks expected to sign Frank Clark. I think they actually did that. It was just pending a uh, physical. And then uh, also, we heard that Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. And it sounds like Sam Darnold is going to get the start uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals this week, who are a little bit of oh, They're a on a roll right now. So uh, could we see the 49ers lose three straight? I think and hope so. <laughs> we'll see what happens, though. Uh, so real fast, we'll get into our game preview here shortly, uh, but just uh, another quick reminder here, ramshowcase.com under that merch tab is where you can snag your Ram Showcase t-shirts. I'll leave a link in the description no matter where you can hear me uh, below. Uh, other than that, we have our game preview on the way. If you would like to see a video version of that game preview, you can find that on YouTube as well as the Ram Showcase Facebook page, so be sure to check it out there, and then after our... Uh, after our game preview, we will get into fan casos. But uh, the Rams hitting the road for the first time uh, had three straight home games and now uh, back out on the road uh, going to Dallas. So we'll preview that game right after this quick break. It's right here at Ram Showcase
1: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co
0: los angeles rams heading to dallas to take on the cowboys before we, before we head into the game preview just wanted to give a shout out to sean and veronica mcveigh who are now parents and uh well the best birth announcement. In human history from the Rams PR team and social media squad, which uh, was absolutely incredible. Of course, I see the notification L.A. Rams transaction. That makes me click immediately. And uh, of course, this one just said uh, L.A. Rams transaction delivered Jordan John McVeigh, which I think was absolutely the best way to do that. So uh, welcome to the squad, baby McVeigh. Let's win some ball games, Jordan. It's going to be a good time. Let's get into the game preview here. Los Angeles Rams uh, sitting at three and four. Dallas Cowboys at four and two. This game kicks off at 10 o'clock Pacific time on Fox at AT&T Stadium. We get Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson in the booth with Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi on the sideline. The distribution map, uh, the Rams are playing in the red zones here. So a good chunk of America getting graced. Their, uh, their eyeballs are being graced by the LA Rams this week, which is absolutely good news. If you are not in that zone, well, I'm sorry for you. Uh, go somewhere and watch the game or get like the ticket or something like that. Okay, there's, there's ways to watch this game. I promise you. Uh, but if uh, you are in those red zones, it's just right on your TV. Just switch it over to Fox, whatever that happens to be for you. For me, it's 21. Either way, if you are a better Rams, sitting at plus six and a half, which is a rough spot to be in. You all, you want it to be seven or six? I get. I guess a little lower than that. But either way, I like the Rams at plus six and a half. The Rams money line is plus two twenty-five, so it could make a couple of bucks doing that if the Rams pull out the dub and uh, over under sitting at four and a half, uh, forty-five and a half which I do feel like is a little bit low, but hey, Vegas knows more than I do, all right? And it is time for a sweet new segment. It's called Pants Picks. All right, so we're making our picks on pants here. We do have Ram's House in the lead, and uh, Ram's House and Payo Time are the only ones that would know that I've done this, but I've added a win to all of our records, and uh, because it doesn't hurt anything, we forgot in week one, as soon as we got the notification of the pants, we all forgot. So uh, this is what we're looking at right now. And uh, the Rams in white jerseys this week while the Cowboys wear navy. And there might be a shakeup there because that does seem really odd to me. But either way, if the Rams are in white, um, I'm going with the soul pants. And I believe that uh, Rams House also picked soul while uh Payo time, I believe, is the one who picked royal. So leave your pants picks in the comments below. I uh, absolutely love this game. It's one of my new favorite things. So <laughs> hop on in. Uh, the Rams right now sitting at 2-1 and one on the road and the Cowboys 2-0 and o at home so far this season. This is the second straight game for the Rams facing a team coming off of their bye week. And the injury report reflects that very positively for the Dallas Cowboys. They've got, I think, one person on it and it was a full participant on Wednesday. So that's not good news. But, hey, you're going to get some teams off the bye. It's absolutely okay. These two teams kind of feel like different vibes right now. So the Rams... They feel like a team kind of clinging on to some playoff hopes and uh, looking for some balls to finally start bouncing their way a little bit. Seems like the Rams have been one of the more unlucky teams so far this season. But with a 3-4 and four record, it feels like it's right there. If we can just get that bounce to instead go this way or a ref who, you know, can actually see a play unfold and then call the right thing <laughs> at the end, uh, then who knows what happens. So uh, obviously there's a lot of little tiny things right now at the Rams that just not going the way for the Rams. The Cowboys, uh, they feel like a team that's really kind of yet to settle into their own identity. They've had some pretty good big wins, but then they've also lost to teams like the Cardinals. Their own, The Cardinals' only win is against the Dallas Cowboys. So kind of an up-and-down team, very difficult to predict. So it obviously makes this game very hard to uh, assess right now. But both teams are uh, in divisions with the two NFC Championship teams from a year ago. And even those teams don't feel like they're playing up to themselves right now. But we're getting into week eight, which is about when teams really start becoming themselves, which is good news. But this is one of those games that uh, could be the difference between uh, like this could impact playoff seeding at the end of the year. And like I said, like the Rams are sitting a, a half game out right now. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting in there. So this really could be like this matchup could be the difference between going to Philadelphia or to Detroit, something like that. So this is a very important game from that sense. And of course, it's a game against the Dallas Cowboys. We always want to win these ones, right? Some milestones we are watching in this one. Matthew Stafford, well, I guess, I mean, if he reaches this one this week, something incredible happened. He's 3,033 yards to reach 10th all-time in league history, passing Eli Manning. He needs 27 touchdown passes to reach 10th all-time in league history there, and uh, three touchdown passes to pass Fran Tarkenton all-time in passing touchdowns. He does need 360 passing yards to pass Matt Ryan for second most all time in the first 200 regular season games. I believe he's at 195. I believe so. Uh, But either way, 360, that could absolutely happen this week at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, We'll see what happens, though, but it might be in uh, Green Bay next week as well. Tyler Higbee needs 41 receptions to pass Robert Woods for eighth most in franchise history and two touchdowns from uh, Tyler Higbee to pass Preston Denard 10th most in franchise history. Cooper Cup, he does need uh, 69 receptions to pass Henry Ellard for third in franchise history and uh, needs one, count them, one, receiving touchdown to tie Ellard. uh, And then uh, two more, of course, to pass Ellard for fourth most in franchise history. So he's right in that pocket. Absolutely, Cooper Cup is capable of a two-touchdown game, as we well know. And Aaron Donald does uh, still need that one sack to pass Trace Armstrong for 30th all-time in league history. So we're feeling good that he's going to get that because eventually law averages on Aaron Donald are going to kick in. And he's had two games without a sack. So uh, it feels like somebody's in line to get their soul destroyed, which is good news. Let's take a look at the matchup in this one. So the Rams offense against the Cowboys defense. The Rams are still rocking that sixth-ranked offense. Being able to move the ball, especially through the air, Cowboys defense, though, fourth in total yards, third in defending the pass, but that is, again, where the the Rams are strong, ranking seventh right now. Running the football, uh, neither team, or both teams kind of sit in the middle of the pack here, so the Rams uh, sitting with 112 a game, that's 15th, and the Cowboys giving up 111.7, that is 18th in the league, and then points being scored, the Rams putting up just over 22 while the cowboys defense given up almost 17 a game which is fourth in the league as far as points uh, given up so the rams offense uh, was able to find a little bit of rhythm on the ground last week and should be should be the focus again this week against the cowboys as they do have a bottom half uh, run defense like we just mentioned the so cowboys pass defense definitely stout i'm really curious to see what their game plan is when it comes to taking away cooper cup and or Puka Nakua, because obviously that's a big matchup there. Uh, both of these guys have the ability to have, like, 170 in a game. Like, so, uh, who do you want to take out? It does feel like if you have to choose one, the other one's just going to rip you up. So can you do both? But then we got 2-2, two, two, I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. I'm in, I'm just really curious to see what their game plan is uh, as far as uh, defending that uh, the those two weapons specifically. Cowboys Front does a good job mixing up the pass rush as well. So... Uh, it's going to be a big day for the Rams offensive line to make sure that they're passing off protections in the right ways. And luckily, this team, unlike last year, has been able to have uh, some continuity on the offensive line. So hopefully that continues to build. And Kevin Dotson is doing it, such an incredible job at that right guard spot uh, that um, hopefully that, that just they just continue to gel. And hopefully this is a week that we see them really kind of take that next step forward. Uh, so will this be the uh, the the week that we get that McVay offense back, that that offense that we've grown accustomed to? Like, what happened to the jet sweeps and the misdirections and stuff like that? So hopefully we kind of see a little bit of stuff like that. We talked about that on uh, Ram Showcase Live, uh, which is every every Monday on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, cool bro hopped on with me and he was kind of talking about that a lot too. He talked about that last week as well about like this team just is not doing the things that like spark. Your offense uh, seems like we're kind of running some basic plays there. So obviously we want to see that kind of shift up Our three to see here. We're going to start with Puka Nakua. Uh, I, I keep feeling like I'm overreacting to Puka Nakua. I like every time, every week I'm like, we got to relax. We got to relax. But I mean, it does feel like it's so it's something that's not going to slow down. Like it just feels like it might just be who he is. This does genuinely, it feels sustainable. Uh, so, I mean, if that is indeed the case, that this is just who Puka Nakua is, then I'm sorry about your defenses, every other team, but uh, either way, the, the the choice of taking away Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua, it's quite the decision, because both of them, incredible in football, so that's good news. But either could have a big day, or both could have a big day, but it doesn't feel like there's any real scenario where neither of them have a big day, right? Like, I think we can kind of agree on that, that like it's either one or both. Like you make your pick. You're gonna take one out, and the other's gonna go for 180, or you're gonna let them both get 110. <laughs> you know, but it feels like to to shut them both down completely does feel uh pretty extreme. And if you were able to, we've seen a big emergence from Tutu Atwell this season as well. So hopefully he would be able to uh to hop in there and uh, just keep it rolling. Next up, we're gonna give it to Royce Freeman. I don't dislike Daryl Henderson at all, and I hope that that's very abundantly clear to everybody. I like Hendo. Absolutely. But I will also say what we saw from him last week, 18 carries, 61 yards, 3.4 average, one receptions for five yards. I mean, the receptions do feel like they should be higher for Hendo, um, but that's about right. That's about Daryl Henderson. Like we, we got what we knew we had in him. So was it bad? Not at all. He kind of gave a nice little spark in there, a little bit of consistency. He was getting you know, he was moving the ball, whether it was, he wasn't like lighting it up. He wasn't busting out 30 yarders or anything like that, but he was doing a fine job. And he was getting in there, you know. So, and it was also his first game back this season. So we got to give him that credit as well. But that's about what we know from Hendo. That's, that's about right. So, um, I mean, that's, uh, it's not intended to be a shot. Um, I, I really like him, of course, but we know who he is. And he showed us that he is still that same guy, which is definitely not a bad thing. But, Royce Freeman had 12 carries, averaged over five yards, and it did feel like he was just the more explosive option, uh, that we were just able to move the ball a little bit better with uh, Freeman, in my opinion. Um, so, obviously, uh, the the ground game getting rolling in general is a good thing, and I don't care who it is. It's just somebody needs to do it, right? We need to first give the attempts, but whoever's getting the getting those carries needs to be able to pull it off, but... Uh, this should be a game that uh, the Rams are able to get the ground game rolling because, like I said, the Cowboys are uh, sitting with that uh, in the bottom half as far as uh, defending the the pass go or the the run goes. Excuse me. And my third on the three to see here is going to be uh, quarterback Matthew Stafford. We've seen Stafford playing well, uh, but he's had some panic throw moments, and when when the pass rush is getting to him, it seems like he's making some some pretty big mistakes in certain times. And I will say that that T.J. Watt interception. Doesn't feel like a forced pass to me. It just felt like a great defensive play by TJ Watt. He makes those sometimes. You're not going to win them all. <laughs> that's that's kind of the case there. But um we've we've seen Stafford be not on the same page as some of his receivers sometimes, and it's resulting in penalties when that happens because now they're calling those for um for intentional grounding, which is unfortunate, but I mean it's what rules are rules, whatever. Um, but it's about the time in the season where teams really start playing to their true abilities and So Matthew Stafford in this offense with an emerging Tutu Atwell, with uh, Puka Nakua, who's a rookie, and Cooper Cup, who's finally now back into the offense after being on IR to start the season, this is about where we should see Matthew Stafford kind of relax a little bit, especially we got that continuity up front, and him just kind of be able to pick apart uh, the opponent a little bit. So that's kind of what we're hoping for right now, Uh, but uh, either way. I think that Matthew Stafford is is doing a fine job. Uh, the offensive line has had some protection issues, uh, but I think also what we're seeing is defenses do a really good job of mixing stuff up. I was watching the All-22 of the Steelers game, and it, they're, the the way that they were mixing up their fronts, it just seemed like it was kind of a difficult task for an offensive line that is dealing with a new left tackle as as far as the starter goes, a rookie left guard, a, a center that started, but he was a backup last year, a right guard who wasn't here all training camp in preseason, and of course our our big Rob <laughs> Rob Havenstein on the right side who's been there since who's been holding down the right tackle spot since St. Louis but either way that offensive line is uh definitely i mean they they've they've been together now for a little bit but this is season 1 so uh, them getting kind of uh accustomed or uh, acclimated with each other is something that obviously we're going to continue to to kind of see unfold. Let's flip over to the other side of the ball here, the Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense. So the Cowboys are uh, about middle of the road as far as offense goes, ranking 17th, going against the Rams' defense, which is 12th right now. Against the pass, the Rams are 11th in the NFL, going against that 20th-ranked pass offense for the Dallas Cowboys and DAC. Uh, we also, uh, on the ground, the Cowboys have a top-ten unit there uh, with a little under 120 uh, a game. And uh, the Rams giving up right in that same pocket with 117, but that ranks 20th in the NFL. And the Cowboys putting up... Uh, almost 26 points a game. That is fifth in the league, and uh, the Rams defense giving up just over 20 a game. That's tied for 14th. I'm kind of banking on uh, the Rams defense being kind of frustrated with how last week ended. Uh, because I mean, you see Kenny Pickett lose yards and convert a first down, and then I mean, we can get into the whole. Th- I we don't we're not going to get into it, but the, like the whole thing of like whether we're out of timeouts or not, you got to make the right call, and I think the NFL kind of knows that. Uh, that in that situation you look like a poorly run into like it, it looks like a poorly run situation when everybody can tell that the wrong call was made and they're just like well that's, that's what we're sticking with it though. like you know so either way i i would i would hope that the the defense is kind of frustrated based on that and uh refuses to kind of put themselves in that situation again to leave it up to that chance to leave it up to the ref to potentially make a bad call in that situation uh, that's just you got to just Try to avoid that the best you can. And uh, we've also, uh, speaking of the Cowboys offense, we've seen Brandon Cooks have some uh, higher intensity games when he's playing against his former teams. Uh, So Durant versus him could be a fun matchup. And I say Durant specifically because I think that that will be a matchup that we see pretty regularly based on everything, all the moving pieces of uh, different positions and and such. And Brandon Cooks does move around a lot, so we will see him against Akello. We will see him against DK. uh, But him against Durant, I think, is a really good matchup. Uh, fun to watch, at least. And uh, the Cowboys do have three wide receivers that kind of could be the guy on any given week. Uh, so how this Rams secondary adjusts to that and uh, attacks those guys, I think will be uh, pretty, pretty critical as far as uh, how this game unfolds. And uh, how the Rams can fill the run lanes and get off the field on third down could really be what we look at as far as why the Rams either won or lost. It really could be, well, we kept getting to third and short and they converted. Or it could be, well, we were, they were at third and 13 a lot of the times, and they just weren't able to, can, to get a lot of those, and the Rams were getting off the field. So I think that is going to be a massive part of this matchup specifically. And our three to see on the defensive side, we're going to start with Akello Witherspoon. I know I just talked about the ramp, but Akello Witherspoon, oh man, this guy's been, he's having a great season. Although last week uh, was the first time that we saw Witherspoon kind of seem like he was having a little bit of a harder time. Um, but still didn't play poorly. I mean, he still had a good day, but against C.D. Lamb, this could be a really fun matchup to watch, and I don't expect a 100% win rate, um, uh, but I like Witherspoon in this matchup. I think that that's, like, we talked about that last week with Rob Havenstein against T.J. Watts. Like, it's we can't expect a 100% win. Those guys get paid, too, you know? So, uh, but I think that uh, Witherspoon against C.D. Lamb, I like that matchup, and he's shown the ability to, that if he does get burned, like, he had, oh, man, I don't even remember who the opponent was, but he had one where, He kind of got burnt and caught up in the way that he was able to tip that ball away was absolutely phenomenal. So stuff like that is something we obviously hope to continue to see. Byron Young is uh, coming up next year, and the Rams really need a pass rusher from the edge who can just take over games. Is that B-Y? Is that B-Y? It was awesome to see Hoyt get in there a few times last week. One game isn't going to make me just go absolutely bankrupt on buying Hoyt stock because... Well, it was one game, and we also saw that he still, as much as he was able to get those two sacks, and that was obviously awesome, and we celebrate that, uh, he still had a hard time in coverage. So uh, we're we're hoping that uh, we can fill that void. Um, I'm calling it a void. I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that wording. Uh, well, hopefully we can fill that with somebody who can do both, who can uh, get after the, pass, uh, the, the passer and also cover. But right now we just need a guy like Byron Young to be able to just shut down those plays so that the you know, bad coverage deep doesn't get burned because the quarterback's, you know, getting tossed to the ground out there. So BY, uh, he's shown the ability to get after the quarterback, uh, but he's still getting used to the NFL level, which is totally reasonable. He's only played in seven NFL games. So you gotta give him a chance to get get his uh, feet under him and uh, get it rolling. But he's got a good matchup this week against Terrence Steele, uh, and should be able to move Dak off of his spot a little bit this week. I like that matchup. And uh, next up in our three to see, we're going to go with the inside linebackers. We're going to go with Ernest Jones and Christian Roseboom. Uh, So I'm going with both these guys this week because a Jones is obviously incredible. He's having quite the season and b, Roseboom uh, seems to be a better football player every single time he touches the football field. So that's really cool to watch. Uh, It's fun to watch his progression every single week. He just seems a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more confident. He's flying around just a little bit more every single week. And it's really cool to see. So I'm, uh, I'm, Pulling for Rose. I almost want to get myself a Roseboom jersey, man. I'm, I'm digging this dude right now. It's been uh, really fun to watch uh, his progression so far this season, and we've only had seven games. So to see what uh, Roseboom looks like week 18, I'm pretty pumped about that. But a big game from these two could be a big game for the defense, which should translate into a big fat dub for the LA Rams. The history of this matchup um, well, this is the 38th all time meeting. The Cowboys lead the all time series 19 and 18, so a Rams win would tie it up all time. The most recent game between these two came uh, last year, October 9th. So a little over a year ago, the Cowboys won that one 22-10. First ever meeting between these two teams came on November 6th of 1960. That was a Rams win, uh, 38-13. to And since returning to Los Angeles, the Rams are 3-2 and two against the Dallas Cowboys, including that postseason win on the road to uh, Super Bowl 53, which uh, gave us that incredible moment where C.J. Anderson got pushed out of bounds on the Cowboys' sideline. And he sat on the bench. And that led to like the incredible meme. I think it was like a, the next year. Maybe it was the year after that. Where I, the Cowboys were playing. I think the Niners or something like that. And it was like me at the party. And it's CJ Anderson on the sideline. That's super funny. All right. Um, yeah. And uh, connections in this one. So there are no former Cowboys players or coaches on the Rams. Because we don't sign those dweebs. I'm just kidding. but that was <laughs> The fact that there is none gave me that potential for a joke, and it's probably not going to happen again. So just let me have that one, all right? Even though I ruined it by explaining that part. But either way, uh, so former Rams who are on the Cowboys. We have Dante Fowler. He was uh, on the Rams from 18 and 19. Uh, He's actually a backup for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Brian Schottenheimer. He was uh, an assistant for the Rams in 97, and uh, he was offensive coordinator in 2012 through 2014. Defensive backs coach for the Dallas Cowboys is Al Harris, who played for the Rams in 2011. I remember the Rams signing Al Harris and being probably too pumped about it, Um, especially looking back on it and seeing it like that time of his career and all that. I was probably too excited, but hey, I I liked Al Harris. He was awesome in Green Bay. He was fun to watch. And uh, John Fossil, Coach Bones. He was the Rams special teams coordinator from 2012 to 2019 and uh, he also had, uh, in 2016, he also had those four games where he was, or was it, yeah, three games where he was the interim head coach after the Rams did fire Jeff Fisher, and oddly enough, I don't know why this is the stat that sticks into my brain, but uh, John Fossil, as a coach of the Rams, he saw, it was three games, three different horn colors. I don't know why that's important, but we saw the white horn. Uh, that was the 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 color rush game at the Seahawks. That one play, that that one where Jared Goff got like totally lit up by uh, Richard Sherman. He was fine, but it was it was one of those. And then we did the throwback jerseys. Or oh, I'm trying to remember. It was white, yellow, and gold, though. He saw all three horn colors. All right, <laughs> and I don't know why that sticks out in my head, but I thought that was really cool. And then uh, some uh, some NFL connections here. So Matthew Stafford was in Detroit with Robert Prince, who was the acting head coach in 2020. Stephon Gilmore played all over the place with a bunch of guys. So he, uh, Stephon Gilmore played in Carolina with Royce Freeman and Chase Blackburn, uh, who was a coach at the time. He played in Indianapolis with Rams tight end Nikola Kalinich, in, uh, that was just last year. And he played in New England with tight end coach Nick Cayley, 2017-2022, to 2022. so a good chunk of time there. Some college connections here. Rams wide receiver Demarcus Robinson played at Florida with Dante Fowler. Rams offensive lineman A.J. Jackson played at Iowa with Cowboys defensive end Chauncey Goldston. And uh, Rams safety Jordan Fuller played at Ohio State with safety Malik Hooker as well as uh, center Billy Price. That was in 2016. Rams defensive tackle Bobby Brown played at Texas A&M with Cowboys safety Donovan Wilson I remember uh, the Donovan Wilson on that A and M team was was really incredible that year. And uh, the Rams' quarterback Brett Ripon, he played at Boise State with then tight end Leighton Vanderesh, who is now a, a linebacker, of course, for the Dallas Cowboys. So that is your game preview. We have the Los Angeles Rams on the road at the Dallas Cowboys for Week Eight matchup. I like to think that uh, this season is far from over right now, and I've definitely not thrown in the towel. I know that. Uh, as far as like the social media world goes, there's a lot of up and down emotions right now. uh, But I like to kind of take a step back here, take a peek back and also remember what we talked about at the beginning of the season, which was we knew that going into this season, it was a development year and a year where we were going to eat a lot of cap space. And uh, I think that that's what we're doing right now. We're getting some incredible experience for a lot of our young guys, especially this rookie class, which seems to be shaking out really, really well. And so to get these this experience right now, even though we're losing close games, it's still valuable experience. You can get a lot of value from those losses as well, especially the way that the Rams have been losing, which is like very snug games, very close games that do feel like if one or two things go a different way, that maybe we're winning those games. And sometimes it's a ref thing. Sometimes it's a penalty thing. Sometimes it's just a turnover at a bad time, something like that. But either way, uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of guys get their their young career Mistakes out of the way right now, and we just have another opportunity to to kind of put it all together and to to kind of showcase this. And again, we're going into week eight of the NFL season, which is a good spot right now to be into. Like uh, this is about where you start to really kind of gel as a football team. This is about it right now, and we are a young team, so it could be a little bit later for the Rams than we could see for other teams, but. Is there a team that we feel like has played to their maximum capacity yet? I don't think so. So I think the Rams are still in it. We're sitting right now just outside of the playoffs. Um, and if this team can make it to the postseason, I think that that is a massive win and a huge confidence boost for this young roster going into 2023. If you are uh, watching on the, the the YouTube channel or on Facebook on the video version Hey, check out the full podcast, because right now we're going to go ahead and get into fan casos, and there was a whole section before this happened. So check out the full podcast everywhere you already find your favorite podcast. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on other places. Those are the only ones that I can ever (laughs) remember, but it is everywhere, I promise. Just search it up and uh, check it out there, ramshowcase.com. That is also, it's embedded on the front page, as well as this video, so it's a good one-stop shop to get all your action there. And then if you click that merch tab at the top, you can snag yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt, and they are so sick. This one, uh, based off of the Ram Super Bowl ring, so you definitely want to put this on your torso. You look super cool. So, uh, yeah, we'll take a, another quick break here on the podcast version, and uh, on the other side, we'll get into our Fan quesos, It's got some really good ones. I'm excited about this. Hang tight. All right, let's get into our Fan quesos. If you would like to participate in the Fan quesos, get a question over to me, Ram Showcase socials, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bag, because that works as well. I always post uh, a post on um, on YouTube. You can comment under that. And then also just on my personal Facebook page, uh, post that there as well. I was doing on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, but nobody was commenting there, and that's fine. Um, but then I'll just do it other places. <laughs> so if you want to get those questions to me, though, definitely just reach out. Uh, we'll go ahead and start here on Facebook, where uh, Cody has a few here. So let's see. Uh, if Aaron Donald had a weed strain, what would it be called? Okay, I wasn't ready for these questions. Uh, we don't pre-screen all these all the time, so I was not uh, prepared for that one. But uh, good question here, Cody. Um, I know Incredible Hulk is taken. Um, and I have no idea. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that, Cody. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm caught way off, uh, way off guard on that question, man. Um, uh, I just call it AD, man. I don't know. I'm not I'm not creative enough right now on that one man I wasn't prepared for that I should have thought I should have read this earlier and then thought about it Uh, I did not so sorry man moving on Uh, who's somebody this season that doesn't get enough love uh, for how well they've played for uh, this year for us I'm gonna stick I got a few names here man so uh, big Rob Havenstein dude always just holds it down at the at the right tackle spot he's been doing it for years though uh, I will say Christian Roseboom. Uh, he's definitely been unbelievable for the Rams. Coleman Shelton. Uh, he's had a couple of plays here and there where uh, he kind of let somebody through, and it's it's like unfortunate timing. You're like, bro. But overall, I think he's done a really good job. Um, I would say, uh, no, he's getting all kinds of love. Um, I'll say Akello. <laughs> like, dude, he's getting mad love. What are you talking about? Uh, Jordan Fuller never gets uh as much attention as I think he kind of deserves, but. I'm just a big fan of him. I think he does such a good job, um, but he kind of just flies under the radar all the time. So that's kind of what I would say right now. Um, those are those are some names that kind of stick out to me as far as like people who are just underrated, underratedly doing a good job. Um, so I'm going to go with, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a few guys out there. Then some guys that also, uh, mainly on other teams, I'll say that, I'll kind of preface that with this, like that are getting too much credit for what they're doing. I'm looking at you, Patrick Mahomes, having a super normal season, but a second in MVP. Apparently, what? (laughs) Okay, well, you can go just on your name now. That's cool. Uh, Next one here from Cody. Uh, What's the position we need to improve on the most? If we're looking in season, man, I'm going uh, edge rusher for sure. Um, If we're going after the season, I'm going edge rusher for sure, man. So uh, that's a spot that the Rams are very thin at right now, and I, I think that like. I think we're given a little bit too much pressure or too much weight onto Aaron Donald, who it's like, we kind of expect that he's just going to be an absolute monster. And he is, Uh, but we can't, like, can we help him a little bit though? Like, can we put out somebody out there that can take some attention away from him? Or that if he, that he's getting double and triple blocked, that you know, we have somebody else who can get after it instead of, you know, some guys who just happen to, I hate to say, get lucky on some plays and, and get into the backfield. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like we should be helping him out a little bit more. Like, build around Aaron Donald, not just expect that he's going to take everything over for you constantly. He's also getting up there, dude. He's 32, so, I, like, we got to stop doing that stuff uh, to him, especially right now in his career. We, this is the time where we need to bring in a Von Miller, L, or, you know, somebody along that that uh, that line that can take pressure away from him. I'm looking at you, Chase Young, coming to the L.A., dude. Um, I know it's not his choice, but <laughs> it might be after this season. Uh, I just like Chisung a lot. I think he is such an incredible player. Yeah, the injury history is there, uh, but when he's out on the field, man, that guy is uh, unbelievable. So yeah, that's kind of where my brain goes. But edge rusher is a uh, very much so uh, the case. And then of course uh, we are getting to that time where we don't really have to worry about it today. But like maybe pretty soon we need to start worrying about the the quarterback position uh, because if if we're gonna open up another window here. Into uh potentially win another ring, I mean, our, it's, we have some imbalance there as far as aging goes at different positions. And uh, Matthew Stafford definitely in that conversation. So, like, what if we open up a window that the rest of the roster is ready to win a Super Bowl for the next seven years, but then we have a quarterback switch in the middle of that? That's dicey, dude. So uh, that is going to be something I, I hope that the Rams do kind of begin to at least think about, although we also don't know how much longer... Uh, Matthew Stafford could play so we also got to keep that in mind next one here from Cody what's your opinion on the second half of our schedule I feel like it lightens up a lot overall it absolutely lightens up a lot overall man Uh, we get a lot of like I've I've been calling it kind of a cupcake schedule that's not fair in the NFL all NFL teams are pretty good at football Uh, but we do have some 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 games that the Rams should be able to to win you know uh we have a whole string of games where it feels like the Rams are the better team. Dallas is a tough one. Um they're they're a pretty solid team right now. But then you got the Green Bay Packers who just lost to the Broncos. What? Uh we also will have uh, my buddy Jackson back on the program next week as he is uh the resident uh Packers fan in my in my circle. So uh yeah, he he's the one I went to uh, Green Bay with last year, so of course I will be chatting it up again. Um uh, but we do have and then there's like Washington, there's the Giants. We get another game with the Cardinals. So yeah, man, I'm not, uh, I'm not super like scared of the schedule, I guess. But like, we still gotta win these games and still gotta come out and perform. So either way, and uh, my mom wanted to know, um, are the LA Rams the same species as the CSU Rams? No, one of them's super dope, and the other one um is not as dope. So there's that part of it, mom. I to tell you, <laughs> my mom hopping on the fan case. It was good stuff there. Let's get over to uh, Facebook here and, or uh, excuse me, YouTube. They kind of move things around a little bit. The interface is a little different, so bear with me here as I kill time. All right. And uh, the first one here coming from there's a little bit of a mix up here. So we'll go with the Rams house first. If you could pick our uniform combos for the next three games, what would it be? You can pick any uniform combos in Rams history. Ooh, any uniform combo in Rams history. So for this game, I would go with that old throwback yellow with like the 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 stripes on the sleeve with the white pants. Um then I would go with at Green Bay I would go with ooh that's a tough one. Um At Green Bay, let me see where my brain wants to go here. I would go with, you know what? I would just go with our modern throwbacks. White on soul, man. I think that's such a clean, actually, you know, we'll go white on royal. Because we don't want any yellow there. Because we always want (laughs) to, my brain always wants to go with like no matching colors with the other team. Like just complete opposite. That's why I'm going soul pants this week, dude. Um, Because that's a lot of white on blue if uh, we wear our royal. So anyway, um, yeah, I would go with the, the white on royal for that one. And then we do get a bye week. After that, we play the Seahawks. And uh, we got to get the what, what is probably my favorite uniform combo in Rams history, which is bone on salt. I absolutely love that. With the way it looks, the blue helmet, man. Oh, there's just something about that that is so crispy, dude. So crispy. Absolutely love that. So that's my next three. Next one here is going to come from Steve. McVay is a daddy. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Rams. <laughs> Rams Nation will be uh wait wait what hold on hold on congratulations Rams Nation. There's an uh, emoji in the middle of that, so pardon my terrible reading here. Will being a father make him wiser on his play calling? I mean, I would doubt it. Um, unless Jordan is telling him to run the football, uh, which I mean, I kind of hope so. I hope that he's already being like, hey, hey, a hey, g- ground game <laughs> as, as a There's gonna be Baby McVeigh's first words is like run the rock, (laughs) so I would hope so. But uh, I also uh, I I'm I'm I think and I hope that uh, that uh, McVeigh will just come in with just like this like we can't lose the first game of Jordan's life, you know. So I'm hoping that from that standpoint that McVeigh comes into this just so focused that uh, he's gonna be good to go. Um, But uh, ultimately. I have no idea. Um, The next one here from Ram's House. What do you think sharing a room with Sean McVay would be like? Act as if he's not married and doesn't have a son anymore. Doesn't have a son. Dude, it was yesterday. (laughs) We're already removing him from the scenario. Kid's a day old. Anyway, um, this is being recorded on Wednesday. We did hear that it was Tuesday, actually, for the birth, by the way. Uh, But uh, what do I think it would be like? I think it would be so annoying. I would. I think it would be the most annoying thing ever to live with Sean McVay because I feel like he's just so intense and he gets so hyper focused on things. Like bless Veronica, and, like I know we all have our jokes and stuff like that or our comments about like Jared Goff or whatever. But like she's a saint for having to deal with the brain of Sean McVay, right? Because you also got to think that like he's gonna he's gonna bring stuff up. He's going to be like, you said you would do the dishes. He'd be like, I didn't say that I was going to do the dishes. He'd be like, dude, <laughs> be like it was Tuesday at 1238. You said, like, you know what I mean? So he's, he's, cause he's got that brain and you'd be like, okay, I'll just do it. Like, so I feel like it'd be super annoying actually. Uh, next one here from uh Rams house. Probably know your answer, but you're GM for the LA Rams. All right. GM, GM, GM. I'm GM. I'm less neat. I have incredible hair. Uh, and uh, you can make m- any move you want at the deadline, or stay put if you like. What do you do? Um, I'm I'm almost curious to hear what you think my answer would be, actually, because I'm gonna stay put. Um, I'm gonna stick with what we got right now. Um, I think that we've had some weird like back and forths with the the idea of like going after it this year and like wanting to get to the playoffs and trying to make moves and like releasing brett maher because he was a bag of bummers and then like stuff like that and like trying to be like okay no we're good we're good we're good but then also like we went into this year knowing we were a young team who was gonna make mistakes who was probably gonna lose some games we shouldn't and develop our youth so i'm still fully on that side of it dude like Uh, I, I like even bringing in a Kella Witherspoon. I was like, Oh man, like want to see these young guys. He's doing great. I'm not mad that we got him, but at the time it was like, Oh man, I really wanted to see, you know, like, uh, like Tomlinson a lot more out there, you know, stuff like that. And then, uh, who is like another one, like Royce Freeman, where it was like, Oh man, I really wanted to see Zach Evans this year, you know, stuff like that. So I would stay put, I would just make it through the season and then reassess at the end of the year. Um, if anybody has like a killer deal, that they would be uh, like selling a lot uh, cheaper than maybe we would we initially thought. Then that would be one thing. Uh, but other than that, man, I would I would wait and kind of just like know what we've got, learn what we've got, get other guys in there, get Tomlinson some reps, get Zach Evans some 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 reps, get Davis Allen in there a little bit. You know, just kind of mix it up a little bit. Let's see what we got. Let's see who we can work around and who we need to build around and who might not be able to make it. Uh, on this team and who we maybe need to replace so that's kind of where my brain's at with it I like our roster I don't hate our roster at all I think that we have some some areas we could absolutely improve on uh, but every team isn't sitting that way right now Ed rusher would be super nice to get but ultimately um, uh, it's fine we kind of get and understand I think I hope that like Michael Hoyt is just not going to be that guy in the future um, but we'll see what happens to me. Uh, who knows? What if, uh, what if he just needs more practice? What if he just needs more reps at that spot? So kind of see how it all uh, shakes out. Uh, next one here from Rams House. We're playing the hindsight game. All right. Um, we go back to the 2020 draft. Who would you select with the Rams first pick? Would it still be Cam Akers? I can answer that right now. No, it would not be Cam Akers um, because it clearly did not work out with Cam Akers. So I would say that that's a pretty clear cut. Like, yeah, let's not do that again. But let me pull it up here just so I can um, um, that I can give you a a a good, reasonable answer. Oh, almost ruined my whole life. All right. And so we're uh, you. You're just. I'm not even going to edit this out. This is. You're just going to be part of this. (laughs) NFL draft. All right. And uh, let's take a peek here. So. Of course, my internet's going to go slow right now. That checks out, uh, considering I don't want to have to edit this and change it up. And uh, I still got some time to kill. We're doing fine, actually. Let's, let's let it load. You can, you can hang out. And uh, so, with, I mean, obviously, the Rams didn't pick until uh, the second round. Uh, so, Cam Akers sitting here. Uh was a 52 overall. Oh, my goodness. Jalen Hurts was picked next. <laughs> Dude, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, that's a pretty good one right there. Um, AJ Dillon would, would be a better pick, in my opinion. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is a really interesting pick there as well. Um, let's take a little scroll here. Damian Lewis, we had one of those. Um, yeah, I think that that's kind of about what I'd be looking at right now, kind of scrolling down this list. It's, I mean, because Cam wasn't a bad player by any means, um, but I think that just the way that it all shaked out, um, I would say that, that it, it wouldn't be worth doing again, it wouldn't be uh, worth repeating that history. Uh, but I would say Jalen Hurts being taken literally 53. <laughs> that's that's one of those. I'm surprised no one has commented about that. We always hear about like the we could have Creed Humphries instead of out. Well, but nobody ever says we could have Jalen Hurts instead of Cam Akers. And I'm not I'm not saying it to 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 say that people should start saying that now because that would be super annoying. Hindsight's always better. Um, We never. Uh, that's that's how you get a Puka Nakua because the draft isn't perfect. So uh, that's kind of the beauty of it in a way. In a way, you know, is like not knowing if you're gonna hit on the pick. I know so many Rams fans who were like who told me they hated the Puka Nakua pick. Now those people are denying that. And I don't ever see anything. I don't really care that much. But like it's 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 not an exact science, and that's kind of the beauty of the NFL draft. So um, yeah, Jalen Hurts being picked next dude in 2020 also like that's like that. that's going into like a, a time where it's like we could have gotten gotten like he could have sat behind golf for a year and then we could have shipped out golf or something like that you know either way that's what i'm going with aj Dillon though that got sick they call him quadzilla for good reason yeah uh next two here coming from payo time have the rams contacted you for a kicker tryout and what's the longest field goal you can make? Uh, funny you should ask, because uh, yes, and um, I could probably hit like a like a twenty-four, twenty-five, maybe, dude. Like <laughs> I don't know. I've never been known for my athletic abilities. That's why I talk about sports instead of play them. Um, so there's that part of it. But uh, dude, uh, yeah, the kicker thing right now is a uh, is a bit of a mess. Uh, we did this after Jeezy before we found Matt Gay. And then uh, right now we're doing it again. So it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully we can land on somebody here soon. Uh, but it's part of the game, right? It's part of the, uh, part of the deal. And uh, next one here coming from Payo Time is, uh, did Rams fans' expectations on this season get too high when they beat the Seahawks in week one? Dude, I think you just nailed it. I think you exactly just nailed what, like what happened. Because we knew, we all knew, Going into the season that it was going to be one of those weird years where it's like, okay, well, we like we got a lot of young guys. Let's get them out there. Let's see what happens. And then we beat the butt cheeks off the Seahawks and everybody's like, we're the best team in the NFL. (laughs) And And then when that wasn't the case, the next few games and it was like, what do we do? What happened, though? So, you know what? I think you're absolutely right. I think that opening the season that way. Probably skewed the expectations for Rams fans for the rest of the season. They like thinking that maybe we wouldn't be that good, seeing that we can be incredible, and then just not putting it together. Like I, I think Rams fans are like, "What are we? What what are we doing right now?" And so I think it's just kind of hard to wrap the wrap brains around. Right, now. I'm having a hard time with it. I know that. I'm not trying to down anybody else. I'll never pretend like I know more just because I talk about the Rams. <laughs> like you know, I just, I'm just here every week talking about it. Y'all are listening. You gotta have a better perspective. I think. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's a very good point pale it's a classic point i don't know if that's like a the the, the right answer for you because i feel like it was just like yeah probably <laughs> that's that's my answer uh, so sorry i didn't elaborate more but i stand by it um but that is it for fan quesos, rams cowboys this week's gonna be an awesome game big old area if you are uh, a t- uh, like a home watcher and uh just got like rabbit or something like that you'll be able to catch this game probably uh on fox Rams Showcase socials for the distribution map uh, or uh, YouTube channel. Check out the, the full video of the game preview right there. So Ramshowcase.com, click on the merch tab up top uh, for your Ram Showcase t-shirts. They are absolutely awesome. They look perfect on torsos. That's probably their best spot for them for sure. At Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags on uh, your favorite social media. And uh, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the fan-sided network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams!